This week on InfoSec Inc., we gain a new team member. The Revel Ransomware grows a family. Western Digital MyBook Live is hacked. Who owns a Mercedes and has been compromised? And how much money is made from crypto jacking malware? All these stories and more are coming up. So get ready to get in sync with InfoSec Inc. Weekly News. Hello. And welcome to the InfoSec Sync Weekly News, where we keep you in sync with the ever-changing world of information security. I'm your host, Nick Thomas. Give us some of your time, and we will keep you on top of the latest security news and help you gain some knowledge while tuning in. InfoSec Sync is brought to you by Excelio. Excelio provides economic, end-to-end cybersecurity threat detection and response solutions designed for your team, environment, and security objectives, providing packet-level visibility across your network. Visit them on the web at Excelio.com. That's A-X-E-L-L-I-O.com. And now, for Stories of the Week, ending June 25th, 2021. Hello and welcome to the InfoSec Sync Weekly News. We are proud to welcome a new team member. Ms. Layla Gulen joins us from WTAT Fox 24 in Charleston, South Carolina. Welcome to the team, Layla. Thank you so much, Nick. It's so great to be here. And we are so happy to have you. Now we have our own uh, journalist reporter reading the news. Yes, I'm very excited and I've learned a lot in the process, let me tell you. Oh, that's great. So are you learning a lot about cyber and how it works and everything like that? Indeed, and just how very vulnerable we all are as a society. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So why don't you uh, start off with our first story? All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Nick. Well, the recent cyber attack on the world's largest meat processing company, JBS, was propagated by Revel, or Revil, one of the most prominent ransomware families. It's now been discovered that a threat actor appears to have repurposed the Revel ransomware to create their own ransomware family and possibly launch a ransomware-as-a-service offering. The Eastern Europe-Russia-based threat actor, tracked as Pinchy Spider, is known for their ransomware-as-a-service business that previously involved the Grand Crab ransomware. Was published in SecurityWeek.com, researchers with SecureWorks revealed that a new ransomware family is making the rounds. However, it appears to be repurposed as Revel Iteration, created by a threat actor referred to as Gold Northfield. Researchers say the LV ransomware has detected changes in partner and campaign IDs. They say their practice of naming and shaming victims suggests that the threat actor is readying their own uh, ransomware as a service offering that involves LV. Researchers also discovered two leak sites associated with the LV ransomware. The threat actor names and shames victims in an attempt to coerce them into paying a ransom. Screenshots of stolen files have appeared on the leak site's threatening victims, they will be made public if contact isn't made within 72 hours. So far, no sensitive information belonging to its victims has been released. Nick, uh, what are you thinking? What was the FBI able to seize? So uh, this was really great because the FBI was actually involved throughout the whole whole process. They seized um, about $2.3 million in cryptocurrency, not the original amount that uh, was originally uh, ransomed, but because of 
Bitcoins up and down in the market. That's probably um, the the fair amount, but they were able to go in and actually uh, grab the money back. So that, great, great on the Department of Justice and the FBI for that one. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, an apparent suicide is believed to be the cause of death of a man who created one of the world's most widely used antivirus software. John McAfee was being held in a Barcelona jail awaiting extradition to the United States on tax evasion charges when his body was discovered just hours after the ruling. The 75-year-old has been known as a tax opponent and has had a history of legal trouble spanning the states to Central America and the Caribbean. Prosecutors argue that the English-born tech entrepreneur owed the U.S. government more than $4 million. McAfee twice made long-shot runs for the U.S. presidency and was a participant in Libertarian Party presidential debates in 2016. He dabbled in yoga ultralight aircraft and producing herbal medications. McAfee was arrested last October at Barcelona's International Airport and had been in jail since then awaiting the outcome of extradition proceedings. If, su if, successfully, excuse me, if successfully prosecuted, McAfee faced up to 30 years in prison. So he I remember, um, I think he sold his company for $100 million uh, way back in the late 90s. So he he was an extraordinary person uh, from uh, news clippings and things um, heard around the Internet. I had uh, seen him before at, at, at parties and such, and he was a big, big partier. So um, it's, it's very sad to see uh, what happened to him. So, Indeed, uh, and yeah. from what I understand is his attorneys are trying to figure out if there were video cameras in his cell or around his cell to find out exactly what happened. It's a bit of a mystery still. Wow. So what do you have for us coming up now? All right, well, business owners, listen up. If you've been attacked by cyber criminals and paid a ransom, well, that ransom could be tax deductible. This little-known government incentive is being offered by the IRS and designed to help victimize businesses. However, some believe the deductions could entice businesses to pay ransoms against the advice of law enforcement. Better known as ransomware, cybercriminals cyber scramble computer data and demand payment for unlocking the files. Some lawmakers believe making payments to online criminal gangs will encourage more attacks. Ransomware has become a multi-billion dollar business in recent years. And while the average payment was more than $310,000 in 2020, the more recent high-profile attacks on the Colonial Pipeline and meat processing company JBS paid more than $15 million collectively. What That's do you think about this, Nick? Oh, that's a lot of money, and 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 the the pricing can only go up. I know if we were in a survey or a study, it it, it would be a lot more than that. But you know, in order to avoid all those things, business owners just need to uh, make sure you're not a, a another uh, security uh, statistic. Uh, make sure you have security plans, um, measures in place. Uh, there are companies now that will actually give you a CISO as a service option. You don't even have to have somebody there on site. Um, they'll come in, uh, look at your enterprise, and, and recommend security settings and write some policies, procedures for you. Um, any compliance issue, issues you, you may have or that you may need. Um, yeah, so just uh, look in your uh, local directory or just call me or look, go on InfoSecSync and uh, give me a, um, a call. I'll hook Perfect. you up. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. 
All right, this is a bad day. If you own a Western Digital MyBook Live, unplug it now. Owners of this storage device have discovered that all of their files have been deleted after a mysterious factory reset. Oh, wow. The device, which looks like a small vertical console that you can stand on your desk, allows owners to access their files and manage their devices remotely. Well, owners complained that when they tried to log in, the device stated that they had an invalid password. Logs show that the devices received a remote command to perform a factory reset in the afternoon that lasted through the night. And unlike QNAP devices, which are commonly ex exposed to ransomware attacks, Western Digital MyBook devices are stored behind a firewall and communicate through MyBook Live cloud servers to provide remote access. Well, some users have expressed concerns that Western Digital servers were hacked. While some users affected by this attack have been able to recover some of their files using the PhotoRec file recovery tool, other users have not had as much success. According to bleepingcomputer.com, Western Digital has determined that these devices are being targeted over the internet using a remote code execution vulnerability. Wow, so um, it, it, anywhere that uh, people can get access to data, they want to get in and see what everyone else has on their uh, my books. <laughs> and some of these devices, I understand, are two terabytes, so that's a lot of files to lose. Yeah, those are, are big drives, especially two terabytes. I mean, one terabyte, you know, is big, but two and up, there's extremely amount, uh, large amounts of you know pictures and and data for for playing games and uh, mo watching movies and things like that. So, Goodness. so um, you probably see forever. some torrent sites uh, with uh, some of some of those files or or even on the dark web. So oh, wow. uh, make sure you lock your um, your stuff down pretty good. Absolutely, good advice, Nick. Well, there's been another data breach, this time affecting luxury automaker Mercedes-Benz. More than one and a half million customers' information, including names, addresses, emails, and phone numbers, have been compromised. However, it appears the data breach exposed credit card information, social security numbers, and driver's license numbers of nearly a thousand customers and potential buyers. According to bleepingcomputer.com, the company attributes the exposure to an insufficiently secured cloud storage instance. Customers affected provided their information between 2014 and 2017. Mercedes-Benz is still in the process of informing its customers of the breach. So it's still a great automaker, still an awesome car. And I've, I've uh, known some people that have actually uh, been part of this, and they're doing everything that they can to inform them and to help them out. And do you know of any instance, Nick, when information like this has been obtained, how it's used once it, once it is obtained by these bad actors? So usually the bad actors um, will try to open accounts on your your behalf or actually uh, using your information but they're not really after your information they're after information to be able to open accounts and gain more access or more credit to do more mischievous things more nefarious yeah. things yeah that's that's unfortunate yeah all right well a russian hacking group has once again targeted microsoft possibly compromising customers subscription information Nobelium is the tech giant's name for this state-sponsored group believed to be operating out of Russia and responsible for the solar wind supply chain attacks. 
BleepingComputer.com reports that Microsoft states that the hacking group has been conducting password spray and brute force attacks to gain access to corporate networks. Password spray and brute force attacks are similar in that they both attempt to gain unauthorized accounts. Microsoft says the Nobelian's recent attacks have been mostly unsuccessful. However, they know of three entities where they were breached by Nobelium in these attacks, including IT companies, government, and financial services. Nobelium used the customer information in targeted phishing attacks against Microsoft customers. The Nobelium hacking group is also known as APT29, Cozy Bear, and The Dukes. The group has been attributed to the recent SolarWinds supply chain attack that compromised numerous U.S. companies, including Microsoft, FireEye, Cisco, Malwarebytes, Mimecast, and various U.S. government agencies. Wow. Yeah, so APT29 and Cozy Bear, um, everyone in the, uh, in the hacking world knows, knows these groups. Um, they are in business to make money, so they will go after anything they can. How do they come up with these names? Um, I believe these names are, are either made by one of the intelligence agencies. Yeah. I see. Okay. And then that helps them differentiate the different Who's threats. Who's in the zoo. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, more than $500 million in ransomware payments is at the center of a crime bust in Ukraine. Members of the Klopp ransomware gang are behind bars following an international law enforcement action. As reported by The Record, cryptocurrency exchange portal Binance says the group they named Fancy Cat engaged in both cyber attacks and a high-risk exchanger that laundered funds for the Klopp ransomware gang and other criminal groups. Binance, which is a cryptocurrency exchange portal based in the Cayman Islands, said it worked with blockchain analysis firms TRM Labs and Crystal to discover the group's existence. Only six arrests were made, which hasn't stopped Klopp from making further attacks. Wow, I guess we're going to be hearing more about that, aren't we? Yes, indeed. <laughs> so it sounds like they've got some, some pawns that they have hiding out somewhere those guys get arrested but the ones who are really responsible for the attacks go undetected absolutely and with that we're going to take a break hey this is jeremy leisure with Excelio. if you're wanting a realistic no kidding hands-on threat hunting education where you can learn to not only hone your craft uh, but to really get into the weeds of what it means to, uh, to, to, to hunt threats. Um, I highly recommend that you join me uh, for a peek into the world of mature threat hunting with a focus on how network data is the missing link. Right? So come visit us at Excelio.com. Sign up for the next free hunted class, July 28th through the 29th at Excelio.com slash hunted. And welcome back to InfoSec Sync. Also topping this week's headlines, reports of in-the-wild exploitation have emerged shortly after cybersecurity firm Positive Technologies released a proof-of-concept exploit. The vulnerability tracked as CVE-2020-3580 is one of the several cross-site scripting vulnerabilities patched last October by Cisco in its adaptive security appliance and firepower threat defense products. As reported by SecurityWeek.com, cybersecurity firm Tenable 
posted in a blog that it received a report that attackers are exploiting CVE 2020-3580 in the wild, but it did not share any other information on these attacks. Cisco describes the exploit as medium severity, and the exploitation requires convincing the target to click on a malicious link, which can enable the attacker to execute arbitrary code or obtain sensitive information. It's not uncommon for hackers to exploit vulnerabilities in Cisco ASA and FTD software. So this is just another reminder um, for when you see or get emails that you don't know, don't, don't click on links, don't click on malicious links. And you know, you can just take your cursor, for those of you that don't know, or, or your mouse and hover over the link and it should be able to show you where the link is actually taking you. So if it's a Bank of America or your banking link, it should go to uh, your bank, not to another site. So make sure you, you check before you click or don't even click, make a call first. Excellent, excellent advice. Well, it's been discovered that a high severity vulnerability recently patched by Fortinet can be exploited to execute arbitrary commands. The flaw can pose an even more serious risk if it's chained with a misconfiguration and another recently discovered security hole. A researcher at Russian enterprise cybersecurity firm Positive Technologies discovered that the FortiWeb firewall is affected by a vulnerability that can allow a remote, authenticated attacker to execute commands on the system via the SAML server configuration page. The vulnerability can be exploited by an authenticated attacker to execute arbitrary commands that can be used to take complete control of the server. Positive Technologies was recently sanctioned by the U.S. government for allegedly supporting Kremlin intelligence agencies. However, the company said it will continue to responsibly disclose vulnerabilities found by its employees in the products of major U.S. companies. Another great reminder, make sure you keep everything in your enterprise patched. When Patch Tuesday comes around, patch as best as you can. I know some companies or some enterprises have has a patch cycle that they work through, but everyone just please remember, keep it patched. Keep it patched. Well, the threat actors have so far made about $2 million from a new cryptojacking malware, Krakenosh, which secretly mines Monero cryptocurrency from affected devices, has successfully distributed cracked versions of popular online games to wipe out antivirus programs. According to ThreatPost.com, the action has allowed them to surreptitiously mine cryptocurrency in more than a dozen countries. Krakenosh malware has been active since June 2018 and lurks in pirated versions of Grand Theft Auto V, NBA 2K19, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. Krakenosh means mountain spirit in Czech folklore, which leads researchers to believe the malware creators are from the Czech Republic. Cracked software is a free version of commercial software with a catch. The code of the software has been tampered with, typically to insert malware. It can also delete antivirus programs, including Adaware, Bitdefender, McAfee, and Norton. Krakenosh appears to be spreading fast, affecting more than 200,000 unique devices in more than a dozen countries, including right here in the U.S. since December. So nothing is for free. So those are some really big titles that you mentioned, and 
the thing about crack software is that it's free and i know a lot of people like free things and if something costs 200 300 dollars you want the free version but the free version comes with some malware so do you really want that on your system i don't think so no <laughs> no the real not thing. Worth it. <laughs> that's right take a second job <laughs> well, the U.S. government is ramping up its effort to further ensure software transparency in an effort to minimize supply chain attacks. Its push for SBOMs, or Software Bill of Materials, has sent cybersecurity buyers and sellers scrambling to understand the ramifications and prepare for downstream side effects. President Joe Biden's now infamous cybersecurity executive order has spurred countless virtual workshops and live panel discussions focused on understanding the basics of SBOMs. As published by CybersecurityWeek.com, an SBOM is meant to be a definitive record of the supply chain relationships between components used when building a software product, much like the mandatory ingredient list seen on food packaging. Well, many in the industry support SBOMs, however, software supply chains run deep. And there are disagreements about how far down an SBOM needs to go in order to reap cybersecurity benefits. Hmm. I think the S-bomb is, is a great thing. It, it's just like it said, it's like a food label. What is this software made out of and who contributed and how far down does it go? It just tells you everything you need to know. I think it's great. Um, we're obviously going to see and hear a lot more um, in the coming weeks and months on the S-bomb. Yeah, you can never be too informed. Well, at least six types of critical vulnerabilities have been discovered in some older Schneider Electric PowerLogic products. These communication gateway devices could be exploited, allowing hackers to remotely take control of devices or disrupt them. The targeted devices include Schneider's EGX100 and EGX300 products, which are part of the company's power monitoring and control offering. Another high-severity vulnerability is related to the password recovery mechanism, and it can be exploited to gain administrator-level access to a device. SecurityWeek.com reports that some of the vulnerabilities could be exploited over the Internet, remotely, and without authentication. Schneider has started releasing firmware updates for certain products that should address the two vulnerabilities affecting these devices. Again, you're, uh, you're patching and you're uh, just basic maintenance of your hardware and software. Make sure that, uh, that these things are patched and uh, they're up to date. You know, with um, ICS or industrial control systems, um, they can either be really old or, or new, but you still have to keep them up to date. Uh, they control a lot of things, electricity, water. So if someone gets a hold of it, obviously you can see what happened in um, – the recent um, ICS uh, OT, the water attack, um, uh, the, ga the gas line uh, mm -hmm. attack, so things like that. So uh, be aware of that. Very interesting. American industrial giant Honeywell has released a new cybersecurity service. It's called Advanced Monitoring and Incident Response, AMIR and is part of Honeywell's Forge Managed Security Services offering. It's designed to help security teams detect and respond to attacks targeting industrial control systems and operation, operational technology networks. Advanced monitoring and incident response is designed to continuously monitor OT environments for suspicious events. IT it collects and analyzes data from multiple sources and alerts operators when a potential threat has been detected. 
The company says AMIR has already been deployed by organizations worldwide. Good stuff there. I, I like that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, finally, the devastating attack on Col Colonial Pipeline was a huge wake-up call for cybersecurity experts and agencies everywhere. The pipeline attack by Russian cybercriminals and the dark side ransomware forced the largest refined products pipeline in the United States to shut down operations. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, released a fact sheet focusing on the threat posed by ransomware to operational technology assets and industrial control systems. The three-page fact sheet provides a summary of the steps organizations should take to improve their resilience against ransomware attacks. The document provides recommendations for preparedness, which includes determining the resilience of critical OT processes on key IT infrastructure. It also advises creating a resilience plan for situations where control of IT and or OT systems is lost. That's great, and we will have the uh, document and the link to it on the website in our show notes. And uh, with that, Layla, um, that's our uh, news of the week. What do you think? Fascinating stuff. Uh, it, it's just amazing to me how there are people on this planet with nothing but a computer and time on their hands and can really make someone's day not so good. <laughs> right, absolutely. And um, stay, stay tuned for next week. And uh, until then, thanks for staying in sync with InfoSec Sync. InfoSec Sync Weekly News has been brought to you by Excelio. Register for their free hunted class July 28th through the 29th and get 16 CPEs. Sign up at Excelio.com slash hunted.